Today, Minus 3 is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. You get great odds and markets for the NBA playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, Major League Baseball, and oh so much more. Great new and existing user promos. FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook, don't you know, for a multitude of reasons. Let me count off a couple of them for you. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You get your winnings delivered in as quick as two hours. And of course, there is the beloved Same Game Parlay, the main event each and every day of the sports calendar 365 and you can discover the most popular same game parlays each day right when you log in and if you're new just make sure you download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started but with the promo code minus three the word minus the number three so they know we sent you and with that Eddie Spaghetti the rooter for the villainous New York Rangers let's start this episode Minus three with Dave Damashek. Yes, hi and hello. Welcome to Minus Three Sports Fans. Much to get to here. I mentioned those NBA playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, and so much more. Let's just jump right into it, shall we? By the well, before we jump in, I do want to say uh, some quick self-promotion here. Um Earlier in the week, we were paid a visit by voice of the Chargers, Matt Money Smith, and the new GM for pro football in the UK, our old pal, Handsome Hank. Great conversation about the play-by-play guys and the insane level of bank that they're all making these days. Good stuff there. Also, me and Eddie Spaghetti went back and forth about the melodrama between the Rangers and Penguins. This is how every playoff series in the history of hockey goes. Why would this one be any exception? You can listen to that on Extra Points. The most recent episode is how you do that. And with that, now let's talk about Kevin Hench with Kevin Hench. He's got a couple big ones himself. At the time of this recording, just mere minutes from the drop of the puck for his hench in a, for his bees in what is in fact a must-win game for his team, and then his C's with another big one on Friday night. How say you, hench? What's the poop, fella? Oh my god! You know it's funny. We've we all three of us have had that kind of stomach punch. Well, yours was more of an elbow to the face, not so much a punch to the stomach. You know where you go. Why do we do this to ourselves? Well, I mean, the the triple overtime, the spaghetti got punched in the solar plexus right out of the gate, right? Right out of the gate, game one. No, the, that was Ricky Raquel. That, that Oh, okay. Oh. All right. Yeah. So then you're like, I mean, spaghetti must have been like, what did I just, what were those four and a half hours? What did I just do? What am I doing with my life? What, you know, it really sends you into an existential tailspin. And obviously the Celtics blowing a 14-point lead with 10 minutes left. It's like, what am I doing with my life? Like, what? I don't understand. Like, why am I – why do I care? Why will this ruin tonight and tomorrow and the fucking summer? Like, the championship is there. It is there for the taking. And and then you just go, oh, you know why you're not going to win the championship? Because you're fucking losers. That's why you're not going to win the championship. Why did Giannis's fucking three-pointer go in? Because he's a winner. I don't know. I don't understand it either. Why does Kawhi Leonard's ball bounce 17 times on the rim and then fall in against the Sixers? Because he's a winner. Winners and losers. That's what sports is about. And so it's 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 you know it's devastating when we learn that our guys are losers in crunch time. But uh, that Celtics collapse was an all time choke. And um, and then, you know, I, so that's where you're coming down on this is choke, because I the question of like, did that team win it or did the other team lose it? I, I always like to point out both, as it turns out, that's that's how final scores work there. But you are putting this one on the Celts. Look, I mean, look at, you know, if Middleton were playing, you'd be like, well, the better team is going to win the series. Like I that's, you know, that. and that's kind of my rationale where I'm like, well, we don't really deserve it anyway. But when you look at the guys that have to play big minutes for the Bucs because they're so shallow without Middleton, you know, and you're getting you're expecting minutes from Hill and Allen and Connaughton. And it's like you're you're just like these these are mediocre to better than mediocre players. But, you know, they have one guy who makes everyone better and and then they have a bunch of pieces without Middleton. And it's funny because I like the Bucs so much and Giannis so much that I'm in this weird thing of like, I don't want Middleton to play a second against us. And then I want him to be a hundred percent game one against the heat, which it's just hard to, you know, how's he going to, how's that, how's he going to pull it off? But yes, I, am I writing off the Celtics? Of 
course I'm writing off the Celtics. God damn. That's because you're protecting yourself. Eddie Spaghetti did the same thing a number of times over the last week. Announced to me on the podcast, to Sal on Extra Points and Beyond. I'm done. I'm not even going to watch the game. This is what we do to protect ourselves. I've tried to modify it in my brain. I understand the era in which I reside. And, you know, as recently as a year ago, I could make a case in my brain my favorite hockey team has a real chance to win the Stanley Cup. Then Tristan Jari pooped the bed and was over. This year, going into it, I knew that the Pens had no chance of winning the Stanley Cup, much like I knew the Steelers couldn't win the Super Bowl last year. So I adjusted my brain expectations. Just give me something. Give me something. Because as it happens, these iconic moments are still something that 20 years from now, the specifics will, I mean, the ultimate title is great. But I can, if the Penguins could have just beaten the Rangers one last time, but as they as they pass the torch over, you know, they're, they're, their big three is going to blow up. Just one more iconic series from the Penguins' big three to remind the hockey world, like, these guys were great and could rise to the occasion collectively and individually. And that seems to have all been disrupted by an elbow. By the way, we mentioned football. That's still the big ticket item. I, talk about a gut punch. We were talking about it on Extra Points and uh, interested in how you feel about this, Hench, now. Um, you know, two playoffs going on. Baseball now in full swing. The Yanks red hot. The Mets red hot. This is good news for baseball. You would think these are nice storylines. Um, and all anybody talks about is the schedule release. That's the big story <laughs> of the day. It's like these are the, we have, these are games we already knew. We we already knew that these games were going to be played yeah. at some point in autumn of 2022 or very early winter of 23. And yet people are consumed so much so that they have to they, they, they have to spoil it for people. No, no. Can't wait for the network rollout. I got a I, I have it on good authority that the Bengals are gonna be playing the Ravens. Who cares? Why is this relevant to us? And yet, I can assure you, I will be pouring through it. And in fact, I have a few big games circled here that I want to go through well, with you. But what do you think you about this phenomenon? You mentioned uh, you know, poor baseball. Baseball's like, we're actually playing games. Um, and it's like Hey, sit down, okay? Because we're going to read some schedule. And, it, you know, like it's like the NFL draft, you know, blows everything else out of the water. Right? We're going to read names, you know, every once in a while. We'll say a name out loud. Got a must-see TV. But I did see, you know, it, it was within the last, you know, 24 hours of this recording. It might have changed. But the, t- the four best records in baseball were the two New York teams and the two L.A. teams. And that would be quite a final four. Yankees, Angels. Shohei and Trout and 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 Mets Dodgers. Oh my, you know that that would be pretty good if if those four teams go. Not as interesting as reading football schedule, of course, to to the American fan. But all right, hit me with some of these games. All right, well, I'll, I'll hit you with that, but I'm going to hit you with this first. This is and, and I, I I don't want to. I don't know Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass. If you have any fresh thoughts on it, chime in here. But. Spaghetti and I went back and forth for the first 15, 20 minutes extra points, so no no need to to relive um, that whole conversation. But part of Eddie Spaghetti's claim, and this is not uh, – Eddie Spaghetti is the personification of the Rangers fans uh, in, in these parts, but you can find it all over social media and in the tri-state area up there. Rangers fans with this, from where I sit, loco claim that, well, the NHL just wants the Penguins to win. Uh, to your point about the Yankees and Mets, of course they would. The the ideal for them would be for the New York based team to advance. How say you on that, Hench? Well, um, you know, obviously you we all sound like fucking QAnon idiots when we start talking about the league. The league wants this team to win. So, I mean, obviously they sent a Snapchat to the referee. Like we sound insane whenever we start start talking about the league wanting this or that or this ref having it in for this team or that team. I will say this, and I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you guys went at it in the Rashomon of it all. Um, this, this hit is one of the most interesting moments in terms of, I think both sides have strong arguments and then you do sort of have to go, well, this is how the league adjudicated it. So then, you know, it's like everybody watched the same replay. And like, I, I, when I saw it, I'm like, look, the elbow comes up. Like that's, that's not 
that's not allowed, you know, and, and, and it hit, and it, it, there's a clear ride, you know, he doesn't launch, he doesn't leave his feet, obviously, but you know, he, he hits the guy uh, on the button with uh, an elbow. So, Right, a motive, motive or intent and all of that is relevant. Those things are relevant, but they're not the end of the story to me. The thing I will say, the one little bit of evidence that I, I have gotten since we uh, spoke this morning, uh, Eddie Spaghetti said, well, Jacob Truba has no history of this. He was, it, it, I didn't know this. I, I looked up his history. He was suspended. Watch the replay. I put it on my social media, at Damashek on, uh, on, on Twitter. I mean, the exact same hit. It's crazy. He's trying to make contact with Crosby in this case. And their their body angles that they're taking are a little bit different. So he wants to clip the guy. He wants to hit the guy. He wants to put his body on him. And as Crosby gets away from him, he picks the elbow up and it hits him in the head. Like It's not like I, I'm not suggesting Truba went out there to see if he could concuss Sidney Crosby. But he, in that moment, tried to hit him. His elbow flew high and he hit him in the head. And he wound up concussed. It's not an illusion or a delusion that that happened. I, I agree. So I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, obviously they didn't, they didn't call anything in the moment and Crosby pops up right away. Right. I mean, it's like, you know, when, you know, Bergeron took the high stick and he just started leaking immediately. Like it was like, Oh, where the play has stopped. Like something horrible happened. And, and you do get the sense that if Crosby had stayed down and held his head, there might have been uh, hmm. a little, a little more in the in the uh, the penalty phase, but uh, I, I feel like you both have good arguments. The question is, is what's his status? I keep. I mean, we're waiting to hear, but the guys I'm talking to who are close to the team say that the assumption is concussion. They called up for what it matters. I assume they can't do a day of. It would be a tough logistical th- uh, uh, needle to thread to get redeem Zahorna, who they just called up from Wilkes-Barre. But they, so day ahead of the game, they've now recalled somebody to replace uh, Crosby if he can't go. But the buzz is that it's a, a concussion, which is a bummer to me because he's, uh, he's been to, to watch him play. It's not like he's been a diminished version of himself. He was dragging this team that was rallying around him. It was turning out to be a really neat story. It's a bummer because you know, you don't. You only get so many bites at the apple when you're 35 years old, and you know that a couple of your longtime pals are very likely headed for the door when this uh, postseason ends. It's a bummer. It's like, so this is how hey, it's going to go you out. Know, that sucks. If you're if you're Tom Brady, you only get 11 or 12 more bites at the apple after 35, and then you make 375 million dollars <laughs> for doing something you've never now, done. I guess. In your life. I guess uh, I share. You know. Spaghetti and I probably feel the same way. I hope he's fine. I hope he plays, and I hope the Rangers win. I think that's I think that's probably right. I think that lines up with what the NHL thinks. I mean, I I, I sincerely thought the same thing when I saw Chris Kreider catch the puck. I thought it hit him in the collarbone. Uh, on what day was that? Was that Sunday? Whenever that know, that was Monday night, Saturday night, whenever it was, it, it hit him in the throat, which is even more potentially lethal obviously but i thought he cracked his collarbone which would have put him out for the playoffs too my first thought because i'm a wonderful guy is but sincerely it's like i i really do hate that i really don't when people are like oh maybe tom brady's hurt maybe the steelers are catching wreck like nah you don't want to win that way do you that feels lame when you win that uh yeah you, you want to i mean like the celtics trachea collapsed but there was no contact that was fucking self-induced in game five when when they couldn't breathe down the stretch well, the bummer of that, the bummer of injuries is that you always feel like, yeah, but that'll get the asterisk in history. People will remember, yeah, but their player, the, their star player was hurt, and that's the only reason the other day nobody remembers. Yeah, you think like, oh, you think that you're, oh, yeah, but the sports community understands. What I, no, they don't. They just move on. They have no, they, they do not uh, match up in their brain. Like, oh yeah, that was the season that the reigning MVP was out for the year. But anyway. Um, so, yes, let's talk some football here. I, I did find myself in the office next to Sal, and he had some money. You'll be shocked to learn. He, he made a bet on a sporting event, and it was on a Premier League game on my beloved uh, Spurs. Tottenham was playing Arsenal, and he had a little something on it, and it went to penalty kicks, or a guy got a penalty kick. And he asked a question, and you know I love asking this th- these questions uh, about what the common man could do if put against the best in the world. 
He asked a good question, because when you look at it, it seems so imminently doable. How many penalty kicks could you make against a Premier League goaltender, Hedge? Could you score a goal? Zero? Zero. Why? Why? If you kick it to the side that he jumps the opposite side. First of all, he he doesn't have to choose against me. I'm not hitting it with the velocity. That where can't he be has true. To, that can't be true. Aside, I'm telling you, I, I mean, I've taken penalty kicks against old men in our league. And I'm, it's like, first of all, these guys are so massive. They're so spread out that there's actually less to shoot at than you think. I mean, I guess I could flush one into the upper 90, maybe. But it would be it would be a very low percentage, and if I got a penalty kick, your money would be on the goalie. Uh, but speaking of money, you know we do our draft. We pick we we the 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 extra points family drafts bets, and Sal made a big deal of laughing at me when I chose your your own Tottenham Hotspurs um, son to win the golden boot in the English Premier League. He scored today in their 3-0 victory over Arsenal and is one goal behind Mohamed Salah. And Salah may not play both games because Man City's going to win the league and Salah still has to worry about the FA Cup and the Champions League final. So uh, I, that the odds on that one, that might be the biggest the biggest win in the brief history of our of our little game we play. If if that comes through, all right, go go uncovered in glory. If you want to do all this uh, football talk, I, I I can't keep up with you, quite frankly. But see, being an ignoramus about the sport allows me to think. Although I do think I could uh, lead a point scoring drive in an NFL game if I had the right teammates around me. That one, the the goal just looks like they just jump in one direction or the other. So if you get lucky, if you give me five, I'll you know flip a coin five times. I kick it in the direction that the goalie jumps. In the well, opposite if, he's, direction. If, he, if he's if he's seen any game film on you or even seen you walk up to the penalty spot, he'll know he doesn't have to dive. <laughs> well, that's unfair. he'll know that that the lack of athleticism he's about to engage with does not necessitate him guessing which corner you're going to roll the ball eight miles an hour into. All right. Not to beat the dead horse named Damashek, but so. So it's your assertion, and I trust you because you know about soccer, the force with which, the pace with which they they kick that ball is such that they have to guess. But yeah. against even you, you're not saying me, say Kevin Hench who knows how to kick a soccer ball and is a good athlete in general. You couldn't kick it. They would just stand there and see where the ball flies. Or would it be like a poker tell? Like I can tell you're an amateur, so I, I know you're going think, in this direction. I actually think they... You know, if I was really trying to hit it hard, um, I would go to the goalie's right. So my left with my right foot. And I bet at that level, they know they know plenty early from your approach where I mean, that's they do talk about professionals sending the goalie the wrong way. They open their hips. They do something to make the goalie think. And that's when you see them cheekily roll the ball slowly into the vacated half. But I think with me, he'd go, oh, I know where he's going. And uh, unless I put it in the upper 90 uh, corner, upper corner, I, I think uh, I think it would be embarrassing if I had 10 penalties against a professional goalie. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Let's. Uh, All right. We'll uh, arrange I, it. What, well, let's see if we can make it work. The Galaxy are not a thing anymore, or are they? I, I I would go. Uh, maybe I should start MSL. Start Are they goal? But there there is still the Galaxy, right? Yeah. All right, because yeah. I knew there was one left, and then an, and then we got a new one here in LA. I know there are two LA teams, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Enough of that. Let's talk about our football, our beloved National Football League here. Okay. And to me, the most important date with the schedule release, the one that really matters, it's the one that we all know we will all be watching all three of these games. That is, of course, Thanksgiving, the triple header for what, the last decade or so they've been playing the triple header. I got to tell you, I don't mean to be a curmudgeon. It's the start of a special holiday stretch. You know, everybody gets time off once Thanksgiving arrives through New Year's. And I'm underwhelmed by this trio of games. But good news for the two of you, uh, Hench and Spaghetti, because your teams are involved here. Thanksgiving, the kickoff game, Bills at Lions. Potential stinker, blowout. Sounds go. Well, there's a good team in there. But it also sounds like a, a, a potential blowout. How say you? 
Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned Sal making bets today. That's, uh, you bet on that one right now, 45 to three. I was just about, <laughs> I don't know, there's some buzz. People have very quickly fallen prey to uh, to uh, hope and optimism and all that sort of thing, and they're talking about the Lions being good. Maybe they will be halfway decent. Um, but yeah, that doesn't sound great, and... I don't know. This one, I guess, has a chance to be good, actually. Giants at Cowboys. I can't remember seeing this over the course of my lifetime. Do, do you, Hench? Spaghetti, I, I think I would remember it before you would because you only remember, what, like the last 20 years, and my memory goes back beyond that in terms of things. I remember a lot, of a, lot of, a lot of Commanders Cowboys. That, that yes. rings a bell. Right, know, I remember sure. LT picking off whomever, Eric Hipple or otherwise, and running down the sideline as a giant playing in uh, up in Detroit. But I don't remember the Giants and the Cowboys on a new, on a uh, Thanksgiving day. Any, uh, uh, we missing something here? We have amnesia spaghetti? Not that I can remember. I don't, the Giants don't typically get Thanksgiving games. Uh, and then this year they were given both a Thanksgiving and a Christmas Eve game. So I think, uh, I don't know what the, schedule makers thought, but maybe they think this giant team is a little bit more uh, exciting than years past. But, you know, it's, but I, 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 but as opposed to that Bill's lions uh, snoozer, um, the, uh, I I do, I'm thinking more and more that, that, that NFC East is going to reel the Cowboys in. I think, I, I, I don't think, I think that gap has closed. So, you know, when you say that some of these games have to go the other way and uh, you know, that, if the Cowboys play anything like they played last Thanksgiving, <laughs> that fucking what did they? What was it? Fourteen penalties against against the Cowboys. That re- kind of relaunched the Raiders. You know, the, the Raiders. Raiders had a, a tale of three seasons, kind of, and that one got them back on track. And without that one, they obviously don't go to the playoffs. Yeah, that's right. I, you know, I was on with uh, Megan Gailey, of course, on the shelf uh, raising a, a little baby at home. So I visited with the non-boilermaker Megan on Megan Fun of Sports earlier this week. And uh, she asked, who do you think, like uh, uh, off of the uh, Rich Strike 80 to 1 um, long shot coming through at the Kentucky Derby, the Steelers and Giants, I think she said, had the exact same long odds to win the Super Bowl. Neither team is going to win the Super Bowl. Spoiler alert. But she said, if which would surprise you less? I said the Giants. I feel like you're right about the NFC East in general, though. I think they, at least two of those three teams, have a decent chance of, of ba- bouncing back. So, so uh, and, and the Cowboys are hard to make sense of because everything was right there. And boy, they went out meekly against uh, the 49ers last time we got a look at them. So they despite despite Jimmy G's most generous efforts. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um the uh the nightcap. This is the one. I'm surprised that you don't go like I don't even know. Well, that's a good question. What is the most guaranteed ratings winner no matter you know what the team schedules are people love to do that thing with college football rivalries doesn't matter what the schedules what the records are yeah it does people don't watch six and five ohio state and michigan play six and five uh, ohio state as much as they do when they're both undefeated or one of them's going for a spot in the playoffs Pats at Vikes. This one has a chance to be a stinker with all due respect, Hench. I'm not sold on your Patriots being relevant this season. Well, you're not going to get any argument from me. Although, major blockbuster just traded uh, Jared Stidham to the Raiders. Congrats. So we're we're in the rebuild. We're in the rebuild. Uh, Yeah, but I don't think the Vikings are going to be setting the world on fire either. So I don't, you know... Uh, it might just be a stinker because neither of those teams is very good. I, I don't know. Um, well, it also stinks to my eye because this is the time of the year where the weather gets cold and you're up in the Twin Cities there and it's domed. I want to feel the season's arrival. That I can't do that if I don't see if I don't see the players' breath coming out in between plays. They're insulated again. Too many dome games for at, at night on Thanksgiving. I don't care for it. Last year's Saints, and that was a stinker as well, if memory serves. What was that? Oh, that was Bills and Bills, uh, Bills blew them out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I don't love that trio of games. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. What is the best game? Would it be like 
Raiders at Cowboys or Steelers at Cowboys. I guess those would be like the the three candidates for the game that people would watch no matter what the records are. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like you mean like if it's a it's I don't know. A, I'm just trying to think like why why would they do that? This game has a chance to be a stinker. It's like, well then what game would should they schedule that would that people would definitely tune into? It I feels mean, Cowboys like, Giants is a good that's a good Yeah, people love that up. one. You know, yeah, people love seems, that. Seems good. I don't know if I've ever told you this before, though, Hench. I've asked many Giants and Eagles and uh, Commies fans what the biggest rivalry of the NFC East is. You assume they're going to say us against the Cowboys. They all say, even Washington fans say, oh, the best rivalry in that division is Giants and Eagles, which makes sense uh, in terms of geography since they're, you know, an hour trains ride apart or whatever it is. But I, I, I didn't know that until people hit me to that fact. Fun fact. Fun fact, makes the uh, Prasarchik Herman Edwards thing even more relevant. Exactly. And a fun bit of trivia that a lot of people don't know. You, do you know who Pasarchik was trying to hand the ball off to there? Is it Zonka? Larry Zonka. Very nice. Very nice. After yeah. his uh, stint in the World Football League. Washington, we mentioned as well, their QB, Carson Wentz. I assume he's going to be there. I'm not so, I'm not convinced he'll get the gig. I'm not, here's, here's a, f a, a bit of a hot take. I think uh, the chicken eater, Sam Howell, he announced he's never eaten beef in his life. I, I, I don't know. Is, is that plausible? Is that plausible to, to your ears, Hench? His mom never guy, bought him a cheeseburger. He's never had a cheeseburger. I assume he's what? He's got to be like 21 years old. He's never, so in the in this entire millennium, he never once had a hamburger, never had a meatball, never had a rib, never had, uh, only thing he's ever eaten, according to him, meat. Only meat he's ever had is chicken. This sounds like a guy trying to get a Chick-fil-A ad. <laughs> like he's trying to get it, you know, like, yeah. I'm never, I'm so loyal to chicken. Something and why? here. Yeah. I predict, in fact, because that's how they're going to bill it, Washington goes back to Indianapolis October 30th, week eight, to play the Colts. I hereby predict that Sam Howell will be the quarterback of Washington then, and that Washington will be uh, a tick, will be significantly better, in fact, than they were one year ago when there was so much hype around them. I think that, uh, to your point earlier, I think Washington's going to be halfway decent there. That's a Week 8 game. And Russell Wilson's first game with the Broncos is in Seattle on Monday Night Football. Ooh, la, and la. Now that's a good watch. Not good for a Seahawks fan. I, <laughs> That's a good point. It's going to be so sad. You're going to get slapped with cold reality. <laughs> no methadone for this one. You're just, we're just going right into it, man. You're going cold turkey. Drew Locke versus your hero for the last decade. And, and you know, and so beloved that they'll be cheering for him. Well, I didn't like it's it's just a lose lose. <laughs> right. They're going to boo everybody. They're going to boo the home team for letting this guy out. <laughs> oh, that's a rough one. I hadn't considered that. By the way, Hench said it already. I'll say it again now. Uh, Fanduel.com slash minus three. You can bet if you if you want to do it, go do it. You can bet on these games right now. Uh, <laughs> want to play a little guess the lines, as a matter of fact? Uh, what's the best one? Um, Spaghetti, your Giants are in Lambeau to play the Packers on October the 5th. What do you think the number is on that game right now? Uh, I can't. I already, unfortunately, already looked at that one. So All right, let me guess. Uh, let me guess. Let me guess. Uh, six point five. You're pretty close. good. Six, right on the. You're pretty, pretty close on the nose. Was this already announced? And I missed it. The season opening game is Chargers at Chiefs. Now, of course, I'll remind you that the Chargers have a habit over the last half decade, whether their quarterback is Phil Rivers or Justin Herbert, of going into Arrowhead and leaving with a victory. What do you think the number is on that game? See, uh, well, that can't be the season kickoff game. Is that the – wait, let me see if I'm saying that right. Sorry, I'm a dummy. So, yeah, that's a, that is a Thursday night game, though. You know, if What did I miss here? There's two Thursday night games? If watching someone read the NFL schedule is exhilarating, <laughs> just think of how much fun it is to listen to someone misread the NFL schedule. I mean, our fans, they're so lucky. So I will say our fans shout out to uh, to many of them, but especially the people that keep sending along the uh, the dynamite photoshops. So really funny stuff. Incredible that, stuff. That it, yeah, they, they really do uh, enhance things considerably. We appreciate it. But all right. Chargers at Chiefs. Go ahead. Guess the line there. September 15th. Hench. 
I'll say uh, three. That's exactly right. Uh, that one is uh, a three-point spread. Eagles laying two for the Vikings on September 19th. All right, what are we doing? I'm going to just randomly shout out games. Or is We're that nice to your ear? Does every that- week between now and kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> but the way it's they're laid nice. out here, it's crazy because they're like, well, then here's one on October 30th in Duval County. The Broncos are playing a visit to the Jags home team catching seven from the Bronx from Russ and company. Then you can jump to, to November 21st. Then you can go on uh, Christmas Day. Broncos at Rams. What do you think the number is on that one? Broncos at Rams? Yeah. On Christmas Day? Yes. There's a line. Okay, I'm going to say uh, three and a half. Three. Pretty good. Um, yeah, that's and you got the division uh, divisional game Niners at cards. I mean, who knows? Although, all right, you're going to be right. sad God you didn't jump on NFL. one of these. God bless the NFL. We'll we'll we'll, we'll definitely give it its due. But we have two right, major well, sports are in the middle of their fucking. You're playoff, right. You're right. I do want to say. You're you probably already know this. the lines for November. <laughs> it's like, can't help it. I love football. Steelers at the Bungles to open the season. I don't love that. Then they host the Brownies on Thursday Night Football in week three. We're still waiting to hear what, if any, suspension Deshaun Watson will get. I continue to push my conspiracy theory or whatever you would call it, that this is great news for Goodell. If he wants to hammer anybody giving out guaranteed contracts to anybody, you can really drop the hammer on Deshaun Watson and scare anybody, any franchise from doing anything like that again, under the guise of, we didn't like the way he conducted himself off the field, so we're sitting him out for the full year. We'll see on that one. Uh, What reaction do you have then, football related at least, to Tom Brady, the $375 million contract, and beyond what the the state of big time broadcasting. Well, I just did a uh, I just did a uh, you know a, an unscientific survey of friends. Like, has anybody you know ever watched or not watched a game based on who's calling it? So it's a it's a zero. I mean, like Fox gets nothing out of the deal. I mean, right. Zero. No, nobody like since, you know, since the package came into effect, you watch your team, obviously, Um, you know, we're going to watch the primetime games. And it's like no matter how good or bad, you know, I I love Romo, but I'm not like, oh, I was thinking of not watching that game. But if Romo's calling it so so you're getting zero, whether he's good or bad, nobody is going to tune in. It's just you get nothing out of it. So then it's this weird, glossy reward for being successful and famous that I like it just doesn't I, I don't know why you just gift gift this guy all that money. It makes no sense as a business move. You're not going to get wonder, does it does it somehow like insulate them in the sense that like uh, in the same way. Most people watch figure skating not to watch the grace, but to see if the person who's supposed to do it falls down. And, you know, it's it's sort of what my my recurring opinion is on goalies in the 21st century in the NHL. Like they can they can hurt you for sure. They can cause you to lose games and series that you were supposed to win. But there's getting to be little uh, less and less evidence that they're actually stealing series for you. These goalies in the same way, like. I don't want to call out any names because I'm too classy to do it, but there's some bad play-by-play people and some terrible color analysts too. And maybe this somehow immunizes you from from that, like the the bottom tier, the worst of the worst or something. I, but it doesn't justify that level of loot for, for sitting in there when you're going to watch it no matter what. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, they have their business model. Um, you know, I guess, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a get- in that world, but I, there, there had to be, you assume somebody was bidding against them. Like why, you know, why why would you, why would you end up at that number unless you were going back and forth? Um, you know, and we, we already know he, he's not as good at flapping his gums as Peyton Manning. Right. I mean, so I, you know, I mean, I don't know what Peyton Manning, my dear friend, Peyton Manning, uh, I don't know what what Peyton Manning pulls down. But, you know, Brady's not clearing that bar or the Romo bar either. Well, that's exactly right. And I I know I keep saying it to to our listeners who who uh, absorb every show. But 
Um, I'll say just again, do we even know that 10 years from now that the conventional booth is even a thing? Like, isn't, uh, I thought the Manning cast was so beloved that maybe that would take over these big dollars being spent to that sort of a thing. The radio broadcast is more important at this point. If you're obsessed by the game because you love one of the teams playing, if you want to hang out and have a good time around it, the model that Peyton and Eli are doing seems like a, a better avenue for that than hearing what's on Tom Brady's mind. I mean, he's, you know, hey, Tom, tell us what you know. Use your 20 years of wisdom, but also you have seven seconds to get this in before uh, before I have to give you the, the down and distance here and get back into the game call. It's weird. It'd be um, funny if his partner if his partner gave him the chick hern fist. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, so anyway, muzzle tough to Tom Brady. Always nice when nice things happen to nice people. Kid got a break. Um, all right, you want to jump into? I want to hear your thoughts on this Celts Bucks thing. You've basically just tipped it for us. Um, I don't think there's any point to really going over. By the time anybody listens to this, by the time it's up. And ready for listening, the games will have already tipped off or uh, the puck will have been dropped on those on Thursday. So let's jump straight ahead to the Friday games. And you know what? Let's start out with your team. Green on green, Celts at Bucks, home team laying a point and a half. Total is 211. Can the Celts go into Milwaukee and extend this series, Hedge? How say you? Well, it's so funny. You know, you read me so well. So obviously, by you know what I'm doing you know what Spaghetti was doing when we write off the season. But then, of course, later in our own podcast, I have to pick the game. And I am tell and I am taking the Celtics. Oh, I like it. I'm on the premise that if you can look past the Chris, I'm with you 100 percent with what you said. Chris Middleton's absence is the reason that this is uh, uh, as competitive a series as it is. The my my pessimism about the Celtics is you're not going to get another um performance from Al Horford like you got in the last game. Um, my optimism is you're probably not going to get the Drew Holiday performance that you got if you're a Bucks fan. Um, I'm going to take the Bucks. I've gone back and forth. I, I uh, you know, three days ago, I said, I think the Celts win this series. Um, I, I, I'm going to take the the Bucks here is my bet. I don't have a feel for the total. And, uh, you know, another spoiler alert for you. My NBA playoff picks have been uh, atrocious. So only listen to me with half your ear. We'll get to my hockey picks, which have been very strong. Spaghetti, your, your uh, pick on this game. I like the Celtics in this one. Um, I actually really like both of the Celtics and the other team, the East is on the ropes, the Sixers to uh, actually come back and win their series. And I, I just think, uh, you know, the, the, the Celtics have been almost every game and they could have won multiple games in the series. They lost. So there's no reason to believe they're going to crumble. And I, I think like you guys were saying, uh, the performances you got of those players, I don't think the Celtics necessarily need Al Horford to be Al Horford of, you know, five to seven years ago. So I think they'll, they'll survive and I think they will advance. Something we've talked about, Hench, uh, a little bit here and there over the last, I feel like, six, eight weeks is this this growing issue, not just in Hollywood with uh, Will Smith and Chris Rock and uh, Dave Chappelle versus uh, a, a person who had a fake gun that turned into a real knife. Um, that and, and, and all the other examples we've talked about. But now these Mavs fans putting their hands on Chris Paul's family. We'll see if I'm right. But I, I have a feeling that the Suns, like I, I just said, that you'll probably the game will be over probably by the time this you're hearing my voice right now, most of uh, you listening. But um, I feel like the Suns are going to be motivated to stick it to the Mavs fans. Do you buy that or no? That they're going to say like, you know what? We're competitors. We're killers at the end of the day. And we're going to send you off for a miserable summer, Dallasinians or whatever. Well, I do. I Dallas do like fans. I do like the Suns in that game that already happened. Um, but, uh, but you know, as you know, you know, the coach, the football coach can put his fist through the blackboard. Then you kick the ball off and then you just have to do your job. Like it can't like that kind of motivation. I don't know, like, I don't How long does it last? Two possessions, you know, like, and then you just have to go about the business of setting screens and passing the ball to the open man. Um, which the Suns are excellent at. And so I, I, I think the Suns will finish them off um, or have already finished them off. Might as well throw in my Bruins pick too because I think that series is going to be over by the time you listen to this. But um, it's funny, the, 
everyone, when Booker pulled his hamstring and the Warriors looked so good, everyone very quickly started going to the Warriors. The Warriors became the pick, right? They, they even became the favorite to come out of the West. And then after seeing the Warriors just, just get punched in the mouth by the non-Morant Grizzlies and watching the Suns kind of return to form, I I am I like my pre-playoff Suns to win the West pick again. I, I think that the Suns uh, will beat the Warriors. I don't I, – I feel like this has never come up, and I feel like it should have. What if the Suns play the Heat? Is anyone? Oh, in terms of that? just in terms of temperature? Yeah, too hot, too hot to handle potentially. Really, could happen. Could happen. It's the uh, the 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 Goran Dragic Memorial Finals. He I ended do, up- and I also feel like the Sixers to me out of the four remaining teams at the time of this recording in the East, um, whoever survives that gauntlet is going to be better than whoever comes through in the West. Um, Almost certainly. Do you stand by that? I'm going to stick with the heat, by the way. Um, as uh, well, again, we'll uh, we'll see if Spaghetti's right in the the Sixers rally. You'll know the answer to that before. Um, by the this end is of this a, I like this is a fun game though. Like it's kind of like how yeah. dumb were we? Right. It's well, it's great. Game. Show your ass ahead of time. Then you yeah, can't go back I, and try yeah, and rationalize. I I, uh, I disagree with that. I think I think the Heat will close out the Sixers in that. That awesome game you just saw. Butler <laughs> with a fadeaway. Am I right? <laughs> yes, I think you were right. Good good call on that one. Uh, and then to your point about the dubs, who did look to me and to a lot of people like, ah, a week ago. Well, that, that that's the team that's going to get through the West here. But then the Grizz, without Ja Morant, shame them. Um, and uh, in, game four, in game four, the Grizz had like, 15 empty possessions down the stretch like they weren't even they were they were doing that thing of kind of running a lot of clock wishing the game would be over and and let the Warriors reel them in and 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 beat them I mean the the Grizz could be up 3-2 so easily um so I know they call it the the lineup of death but uh I I don't think I think the Warriors survive this series but I don't think they're beating the Suns it's funny you say that because uh it lineup of death now indicates like they're that the dubs some of their uh star players are closer to death and uh, that reminds me i was dropping off uh the little ones at school earlier this week and uh dropped off um football baby uh at at, at his first grade class and then we went across the street to kindergarten and when we were she she waited she gave me my dignity did uh, little girly little five-year-old um she waited until the brother was out of earshot and then she said uh seriously uh solemnly even uh dada i have something to tell you and i said oh yeah what's that and she said uh you're gonna die first and i was like what do you mean i'm gonna die first why is that and she's like well i mean the because brutal, because you because left. you are because you are old and you know i couldn't argue with her but i feel like that's draymond green a little bit that we're looking at too well it's so brutal when they they stumble on a truth like that but then you want to go hey you and I both certainly fucking hope so. That's you exactly I what I said. Fucking, <laughs> That's what I said. You better be right. You better be right. Because let me tell you something. I would rather go today when I get in this car than fucking spend a day on this planet without you. I, I better go first. I did. I modified. Yeah, I quickly went to that and realized maybe that's a little heavy for a five-year-old brain to toil with. So I was like, yeah, well, listen, we, we have what, like 50, 60 years left together and then we'll worry about it then. I, I didn't want to dash her, her uh, poor little No, girl. my 14-year-old said to me in the same kind of very solemn way, she said, you know, Dad, you you can never die. And I said, not, not planning on it, not planning on it. You know what's going to happen to us, Hench? We're the last generation. Uh what is it called? Uh, it's um, uh, singularity. The idea of singularity that um, that's kind of presented in Ma- in the movie The Matrix. The idea that eventually y- your intellect, which they I, they more or less can kind of do, download your intellect, but the gap is your emotions, and then you cease to be human without your emotions. But I've talked to smart people. 
who say like, oh yeah, that's, that's on the horizon. Like, yeah. And you'll just live in perpetuity. Like we'll just float out in space. I don't know, like as a card somewhere plugged into some satellite revolving around uh, the Milky way. I hope that's true, but you know what is going to happen to me with my luck? We're going to be the last generation that doesn't get that. We're going to be the last dead people. We're going to be the last ones put under the ground. Then Eddie Spaghetti and his, and, and his generation live on forever. Well, it's not going to, I mean, look, it's not going to be people with emotion. It's going to be people like Elon Musk that are on the spectrum. Like, yeah, his computer chip can live forever because there there is no beating heart there. It's just he is an algorithm. Um, and so the algorithm can live forever. <laughs> it's super depressing. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of like, look, I, I really do think the, the analytics um, – not, you know, I don't argue against them that they're not right. I don't say like, ah, I like, I like the way that guy turns too. But I do think like when you look at, at the analytics and you go, well, yep, now everyone knows exactly what to do. And it's, it's never, it's never a good idea to bunt that runner over. Oh, well, you know, like, you know, and, and now we're left with this fucking version of baseball that is so grim. You know what? While we're talking about baseball, I want to jump into Spaghetti's uh, uh, pick of the day, his same game parlay of the day. But as we do, this is an interesting philosophical question, and I'm not just trying to get Spaghetti's goat here. I really was thinking about this where Jacob Truba is concerned. Spaghetti says, oh, he's a he's a great guy, great, great rugged hockey player, does now have two high profile elbowing incidents in his career. And I do always think about like it's the reason QBs in pro football are like, ah, you can't judge me on one game. That's fan stuff. Nobody cares about legacy and everything else. Yeah, they do. They just don't want the heat of that on them because if you fail in the big spot, you know somewhere like, I'm going to be remembered for this, aren't I? You know, the worst thing to be is Ernest Biner. Like, no matter what Ernest Biner did after his career, he won a Super Bowl, but the headline is the guy who fumbled that ball in Denver, and that's what sucks about it. Uh, about it. I was wondering about this. Am I making too big a deal as a Penguins fan, or will the headline of Jacob Trouba's career be if Crosby misses the rest of the series and the Rangers go on to win? I feel like the headline is, this is your legacy now, Jacob Trouba. You'll be the, oh, the guy who put Crosby out in the playoffs back in 2022. Oh, hey, you mean he'll, oh, you mean he'll be Olaf Samuelson? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, was, I, I can't believe it's taken this long for anybody to say. I don't think, Lisa, now you're applying a 2022 sensibility to a 1998 joke. You can't do that. That was a different game. That was that was 1990 when that happened. That's the excuse I could give you there. And people say, what about Matt Cook? Well, I said Matt Cook was a, was a bum and they should get him off the franchise. And so they did. I didn't support headhunting from a penguin either. I wasn't Wait, on they board did it, that. that. The way you phrase that, it sounds like they did it because you said they should do it. I mean, do we know for a fact that they didn't? No, you don't. We don't know. Is it is it a coincidence? Yeah, probably. Uh, Spaghetti, how say you? Do you want to defend Truba? Uh, I mean, I'd rather not rehash this. Or, or if we're going to keep poking the bear, I mean, I wonder if do we remember Sidney Crosby's career for breaking the wrist of Claude Giroux? Do we think about that when he slashes him in a stick without the without the padding? Do we? Is that what we think about? Or, or we, I think we're going to forget when the Pens if they advance and they get crushed by the Hurricanes the next round. Uh, no one's going to be like, oh, damn, if they had Sidney Crosby for one more game, it would have mattered. No one's going to look back. That's the point. Yeah. That's my point with the modifying expectation. I knew watching it 2 nothing on Wednesday night. When the Pens went up 2 nothing. my thought was immediately, the Pens ain't winning the Stanley Cup. Just one more series, one more glorious moment for the big three before they head off into the sunset. One more. Do it on a big stage in MSG and then be done with it. And the Canes, to Spaghetti's point, are a rugged bunch, and, you know, they probably will. But all right, very quickly, new customers can step up to the plate with a risk-free first bet up to $1,000, and with FanDuel Same Game Parlay, you can turn little bets into big paydays on the Same Game Parlay. You can do money lines, totals, player props, and more. Also, make sure to um, that you are using the uh, promo code. That's the most important thing if you're going to do this. Make it count for your pals over here at minus three. Fanduel.com slash minus three, the word minus, the number three. And if you place your first bet, Fanduel's going to refund you up to $1,000 back in side credit if you don't win. So with all that said, Eddie Spaghetti, lay one on us for this uh, 
this next day or so. A uh, little well, Friday game. The Yankees are playing the so- the White Sox. Garrett Cole is pitching. Uh, the Yankees are on the road, but they're laying the one and a half run. Obviously, I guess the best team in baseball, they have to do that now. So I'll I'll lay that with Cole on the mound. I also like the under in this one, seven and a half. Uh, if you want to add in a um, uh, someone to hit a home run, I mean, uh, John Carlson, I know, just took a game rest. I like him. If you want to also throw money on Aaron Judge as well, uh, I seem to be getting the home run race wrong here, but I think those two guys are good money if you want to add up the Yankees giving the run and a half under uh, seven and a half, and you want to add in either a stand or a judge home run, I think it'll be a pretty nice payout. Hold that thought. Got to squeeze in a quick break. To answer the earlier question, no, Sidney Crosby won't be remembered for that. He'll be remembered for winning three Stanley Cups and Hart Trophies and being one of the biggest uh, point scorers in uh, in postseason history. Um, but not how I see him. What's that? That's not how I see him, but fair enough. All right. Hey, um, hey speaking of uh, moments and how they define a guy, you mentioned Ernest Biner, and uh, I you know one of the great chokers of all time was in the news this week. And you're like, well, you know what? At least we know Greg Norman will never do or say anything <laughs> that will be worse than blowing a six-shot lead on Sunday at the Masters. That will be his legacy. There's absolutely nothing worse than you could do than the all-time Sunday choke at Augusta. What What did he say? What's that? <laughs> oh, my Christ. These guys are fucking sociopaths. Like, I mean, they're just, and by the way, do you want to break bread with a guy who, when he's pissed at you, he saws you into little pieces? Like, do you really, I don't want to play in his fucking golf tournament. Like, what if he bets on, like, what if he bets on Mickelson and Mickelson misses a tap in, then the fucking, you hear a, you hear a chainsaw start at the 19th hole. Oh, (laughs) Phil, the, the fucking shake is not happy with you. Like, when you see that, when I thought like somebody like that's an onion thing, you know, trying to trying to uh, trying to capture the essence. No, he literally said everyone makes mistakes. Nobody's <laughs> perfect. Nobody's <laughs> perfect. Who among us? Who among us hasn't? You know, you would you don't know what you would do in that situation. <laughs> oh my like, god! What? I mean, and it's crazy. Like it's crazy. We all love money. But it's crazy how much people who don't need money love money. That's exactly money. right. It's so, like, that's Jesus right. Christ, what? How much more money do you need? He's, yeah, if you don't know, Greg and- Norman is, is like, I don't know if he's a billionaire, but I wouldn't be surprised if you told me he's a little a literal billionaire. But he's oh, worth sure. several hundred million dollars because he's got the wine thing and he's got his fashion and everything else. He does not need <laughs> whatever he is. He's got to be you know what 55 65 somewhere between 55 and 65 you think what's it what's he need that loot for it's also crazy it's a it's a, a mini topic for the old manning cast but i mean when you were watching i don't know if you were in 1984 i, I loved golf at, uh, at at that young age and so i remember watching that u.s open and feeling like fuzzy zeller it's like a man of the people super likable cracking wise in the middle of these big tournaments and greg norman is this intimidating huge uh you know uh crusher of the golf ball and uh you know moxie and 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 aggressive and foot on the gas and all that kind of stuff and they're they're both shitty old guys you're like you can't lose whether it's whichever guy wins we're all winners because they're both fun guys and this is both cool this is cool to watch and then they only took uh about uh, 40 years for us to learn the uh, truth of who these guys were. They deserve each other. Muzzle tough to them both. I, I, that's a, that was a, a great headline from uh, from a name from the past I hadn't thought about in about five or ten years, Greg Norman. All right, let's bring it on home here. And by the way, we talked about it. Again, we don't need to deep dive it until they're actually out. But are the Oilers really going to do this? Are well, the that, Oilers that, really going to okay. – are they really going to go out in the first round per- to the L.A. Perfect segue to my best bet, and 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 this, you know, Spaghetti will post this before the drop of the puck uh, in in that game. Um, Oilers plus one fifty five to win the series. They this cannot happen. This this will not happen. This they will not go out to that mediocre Kings team. No 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 way no how. That's that is that's my best bet. And, and I, as, as bad as you've been on the NBA, that's how bad I've been on the NHL. So, so take it with a grain of salt, but it's just, 
they're they're so much better than than the Kings. I don't understand it. I I just don't get it. Uh, so so it, it's kind of like my Leafs pick against the Lightning. It's like one of these years it has to stop. Well, and you know the other thing the is. I hope you're right. And, and, and by the way, the thing that people go fall back on a lot with the Oilers is, is like, yeah, but, you know, there, there are two guys on a, a team of 20 guys, 18 skaters out there at any given time. It's like, have you watched them, though? Because they're not just two guys. They have, they're, they're loaded with skills. Zach Hyman, I, I, I'd kill to have him on my team. But Darnell Nurse is not. I mean, they've got, they've got skilled players. It's not like... Boy, those two guys are just dragging a bunch of bums along with them. It's it's bizarre to me at this point. And this isn't like year three or four. This is now crossed over the line of like, is this guy, is this legend ever going to win one? Is he ever going to do anything in the postseason? Like that was a thing with Michael Jordan for real for a, for a decent stretch of his career. Drafted in '84, gets over in what nine and uh, ninety ninety one, I think. And same same arc as Lemieux. Same thing with both those guys. Um, uh, that it was like, all right, this has gone on long enough. You guys got to make some hay if you really want to be considered one of the all-time greats. Now they, they've they crossed over the the dry sidle and McDavid. By the way, it's the two of them on the same team at the same time. It's it's loco. I, I like where your head's at because a lot of my bets this uh, this springtime around puck have been in favor of whatever's good for the game. I'm, I'm willing these things to happen. I want the Leafs to advance over Tampa for reasons we've already discussed. Um I think the Flames have dodged. Well, you've already the bu- said it's good. You've already announced it's good for the game if the Rangers win. So, are are you betting accordingly? Oh no, 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 no. I've, I've been, what, what do you mean? I announced it's good for the game if the Rangers win because they're from New York. Yeah, I'm talking style of play. I said I said before the playoffs started, the ideal Final Four would be Oilers, Avs on one side, and on the other side, Leafs. And the Rangers are the Pens because of star power for the Pens. People know those names. People know the name. If you don't know any other hockey player, the most likely names would be Ovechkin or Crosby, I would assume. Um, and so that people always gravitate to to lowest common denominator kind of stuff. So that's why I said the Pens. Um, in terms of style, I don't. I, I you know I, I don't know which is better out of that. Florida over Capitals is definitely the better thing for the future of the sport. I think they and the Flames have been challenged and how. I'm not sure about the Oilers pick that you just made there. I do think that both the Panthers and the Flames put away two game underdogs um, on Friday night. I'm just going to go money line here. It's not exciting. I will take the Flames in Big D, minus 170. I'll take the Panthers minus 184 on our nation's capital. Um, to end those first uh, those first round series, uh, spaghetti. How say you? Uh, well, quickly with the the Oilers Kings series, I think there's a lot of good bets you can make. Even if you think the Oilers are going to win this game, I mean the Kings being home dogs, getting a goal and a half, uh, I think is just a smart play. And uh, I, I obviously the Oilers too. If you, you don't think they're going to win, missing Darnell Nurse, you know the weird thing about them is I think at least in the playoffs you probably need nine forwards who could create offense at least nine and i'm not sure if the oilers have a not a consistent nine that's creating enough offense for a team that's very bad defensively um and another thing too is the goal scoring that game was always way up six and a half uh, i think the only game yeah the panthers caps at seven but i think oilers kings at six and a half i like the over in that uh not a lot of goaltending not a lot of defense in that um but again you know the, the kings finishes out good for them they're way ahead of schedule and they have a nice little um group going on there and i think for the the rest of the series um you know i think the panthers will finish off the caps uh, I would not be shocked the Bruins at home. I know we're going to go back in time, but the Bruins at home extend this series uh, a little bit further. So, and then uh, I'm afraid to get into the, the, I don't think the least lightning series is done yet. I don't think Vasilevsky has the streak of not losing. I think that series will continue as well. So uh, I could be looking dumb soon. Another best bet I'll give out too is again, the pens are home dogs. No reason not to take the pens, even without Crosby, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, Rangers defensively have not been good. Rangers have not been the top lines, really only the kid lines in scoring for them. Uh, I think you got to take the pen just because they've been on scoring a lot of easy goals in the Rangers doorstep. Uh, I know Igor is getting flack for whatever reason, but if you watch hockey, you know, how hockey is played. Uh, you have two defensemen you have to have forward to know how to check and the Rangers have not been doing that. So it's unfair to pin it all on number 31. Uh, I think getting a goal and a half at home is a huge, huge number uh, plus money for the, for the pens there. So 
so I like that. Well, we'll let Hench uh, break the tie on that one. I, I don't feel good about the pass. I mean, we don't know if Jari's going to be available to go between the pipes to take over for the nice story that is Louis Domingue. We don't have word yet on 87. I'm not hearing great stuff about that. Um, and, you know, the thing with the the thing with the thing Rangers, as I said to our pal Mikey Meatballs at Extra Points today, the good news coming out of this, when I was when I was watching the, the series, I was thinking – the Rangers fans will be bummed if they don't uh, win this game or win this series. But I think, I don't know if it happened more uh, over the last six weeks or whatever, but uh, I saw a, a good deal of uh, Lefrenier. I think he's found his game. It's to play rugged and then use his skill in tight. It's not to, um, I think he's emerged in a way that he's going to be a factor for the next 10 years in the league. I don't think he's ever going to be like a heart trophy candidate given that style, but I think they found a player, him and Kako are two bangers up front, both the, both young guys there. Um, but it's Adam Fox's team. Number one, that's the the big takeaway. Hench, break the tie here. It's hard to pick the game when you don't know if the I best player in the world is going to have. It's weird. Gonna I'm breaking a tie. I I don't. It's I don't know which side you. I'm like. I mean, I'm rude like hell. I want. I, I, I want. I just want one I, more. One more. Give me I, one I, more. I'm, Let me I'm see with, it one I'll more time I'm with these guys. With spaghetti. I am with spaghetti as far as the pick. I think the pens close them out. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be an ugly atmosphere. I mean, they're going to, they're going to really, I mean, ugly in the sense of booing and everything else. And, but it, it, they're, they, it, that's going to be some joint. I'd love to be in that building. Check, 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 check. Imagine. Okay. So what if that Truba's hit was, um, on Marchand? It wouldn't be talked about. (laughs) So, or and Crosby skated off the ice and his own power. It's like I said this before on EP. It wouldn't be talked about. It's it's as simple as that. Jack, be I mean, honest. The, Jack, the be puck honest. was if it was if it was Marchand, you'd 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 think it was funny. The puck was out of stick. Whoa, 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 whoa! If we're calling out double standards, Spaghetti, how did you feel when Tom Wilson hit uh, Panarin last spring? The difference is that Tom Wilson has a role in the NHL and saying like that Truba has a history. Like Truba got paid as a top pair defenseman with a, with a killer slap shot. He's way valuable to this team. Tom Wilson is not a valuable hockey player in the only regard. Oh, he is. That he's gonna, I don't like he's Tom gonna, Wilson. He's going to be valuable in the sense of doing non-hockey related things. If the if the Rangers who are already with an injured Lindgren went out with Truba as well, which the Truba Miller defensive pairing was the only pairing he was keeping up with the crossing line. It's like what do you it, like? It makes no sense schematically for them to do that be like yeah jake go go take out crosby with an Aaron elbow it's like no his his arm was reached out between his legs with his stick trying to play the puck that crosby's going to shoot and then he didn't leave his feet as hench noted and he went up it's just it's like if you watch hockey from the multiple angles it's it's quite simple it really is I, so but as though, i said you you're you're I, talking motive or you're talking uh intent but if you hit somebody with the elbow in the head it's a it's a penalty period that's it it wasn't but you it wasn't again, what, what the I same reason so as funny. the raquel it wasn't the initial point of contact which is why that one wasn't a major and that's why there was no suspension there and the same reason why now he was not fined or suspended the initial well, point the of contact the league doesn't head. have a history of doing that that, that i mean i what the league what, decided what's so funny to do about, doesn't about about this my opinion this conversation this this argument is that you know this is behavior behavioral economics like we can watch the same play and it's, come it's, to I different said the conclusions same based on our loyalty and it's, it's all like, right we, we can't trust our lying eyes you know like, i said the same I thing just, i said the same thing today i said like it is right from my standpoint rangers fans feel to me like defenders of january 6th like what are you talking about it was a peaceful protest <laughs> like what the videos, I, it's on video. I didn't listen on the radio to it. I, I'm seeing it with my eyes. What are you talking about? That's exactly right. As I said, uh, as I keep saying, there's just some quality to it that it brings out this visceral feeling of like every playoff series. I, you know, I've, I've rooted for many different teams in many different sports, 60 minutes of postseason, uh, you know, seven games, whatever, whatever sport. There's something about hockey. It just every I could tick off every series. I could tick off every game of every series that I've ever watched the Penguins in and who I emerged hating. Like, and still to this day, hating. It's just like there's something about it. And you're goddamn right. I hate Brad Marchand. But <laughs> I, I hate him. I hate him. But the last thought about uh, about all of this is related. We kind of had this conversation before. 
I can't believe I heard it just the other day. I think it was on one of their games. They were like, do you think Brad Marchand's going to the Hall of Fame? And I'm like, what the hell is people talking? I can't stand that guy. He's not a Hall of Famer. If he's not a Hall of Famer, who are you sending out of this era then? You know, he's like, he's certainly in the top 10 players, I would think, of the last 10 years. What are we, what are even, uh, like, I know human beings who do the voting for these things hold it against people from Ted Williams on, but really, are there that number of voters that are going to be like, yeah, I never liked him. I thought he was a creepy lick that guy. So he doesn't go to the <laughs> Hall of Fame on my, on my ballot. I think that's very weird, but um anyway all right well good times fellas um we'll see on the other side i hope you two guys six. i hope you guys can can patch things up at the end of this series well we'll see uh, it's it's also like it's an it's like a sal's fault to an extent of like hyping things up like i don't let it doesn't i don't walk away from like a recording being like i'm mad it's like it's sports like i can pretty easily get over it but it's just like to me it is bizarre i'm just not seeing like and it kind of to your point too hench of like not if it happened to brad marchand it's not even talked about and it's not like true but pulled a darnell nurse and headbutted somebody like i'm i'm a pretty equal level fan to be like if i saw my player headbutt a guy a non-hockey move i i could be like that is a wrong thing to do for a guy defending the best player on the team with the puck to me, it's just like, what are we talking about here? Like, he was he was making a move for the puck to stop him from scoring in a do-or-die game. Like, that, that's what's going crazy in my head. Well, if – you know what? I would say this. I will say this, in fact. If that was the one the, – the one that was, like, ah, on the line, hit him with an elbow and whatever, even if it was Sidney Crosby and he was concussed, I would feel bad for Sidney Crosby, who's missed a season and a half of his prime with concussions. Um, earlier in the game. Truba hit Jake Gensel, who's a who's a diminutive, high skill guy. And then in game one, Ricky Raquel. So three of their top six forwards in the span of five games have taken headshots. That that is that's just empirically true. There's no there's not like, well, but but those things are just facts that you yeah. look at the tape. No, and I, I, so I mean, like I, those there's things no happen. argument around it. Two guys and are potentially no, concussed. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. And check. No, arg- no argument with Malkin cross checking. I didn't say and, that's a difference. Now oh, you're doing and no that. argument with Crosby hitting people after the whistle. No, I don't. I, you, way, you, so no, it's so fine. you're saying what? No, you're doing. See, well, now that is a little bit of uh, those people who defend other acts in American recent American history. You say like, yeah, but what about what about? Politics in it for I'm talking about the game. It's like I got, know you're you're one about about Gino Mo- Yeah, of course. Camera. Yeah, that, yeah. You're it's not allowed to cross check people in the face either. Of course, I'm not. It not sounds like, like you guys being consistent. It sounds like you're saying there have been more headshots in this series than there are on my wall behind me. Ah, uh, okay. Now, B minus at best. C plus, maybe. Cast. Nice done. Yeah, at, least, at least you chilled out the conversation. Uh, no, I suspect all will be uh, right as rain with me and spaghetti. If I, I may, I may need like a summer. Maybe the whole calendar year if the Pens uh, lose this series. All right. Well, time. spaghetti, spaghetti. I'm rooting. I'm rooting for your blue shirts. Happy. Go Canes, then you creep. That's already over. Go Bucks. Marchand is golfing right now. <laughs> um, all right. With Happy Bobby Orr. Thank you, <laughs> All right. So I think that's that. Uh, we've said it all. I can't believe it. I thought we were going to get out in a nice tight 40 or so minutes here. And then we made our picks and had to, had to have a second round of Rangers Penguins talk. Hope you enjoyed it all. We'll be back to break it all down for you on the other side of the weekend. Filled in part with Eddie Spaghetti's 30th birthday celebration and Tony Malibu. Look who's living the high life there. Um, so back on... Tuesday for that. In the meantime, make sure you're checking out all the other good shows, including Extra Points. New one coming at you next Monday. And make sure you go to extrapoints.com. Get into the arcade. New uh, prop quiz there for you. And uh, with all that being said, for Kevin Hench, Eddie Spaghetti, and everybody else from Extra Points, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. <laughs>